morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mudiwa Gawaza, and for today, we are getting into, um, if you follow this uh, platform, you know that uh, you know we like to get into the weeds quite a bit around uh, some of the technology matters. And uh, for today, we're going to be talking uh, storage, um, you know, in particular, and uh, we're going to be talking to Pure Storage. They specialize in flash storage, um, and uh, it's, been a, it's been a little bit of time since I last um, engaged with them. So today it's, uh, you know, just trying to understand what's going on in the local market. Um, you know, what are they seeing, you know, in this market? They are a global company, so I'm sure there's a, there's a global aspect to it as well. Now trying to get that view and how all of that is filtering down to South Africa. So we are joined by the team, and uh, I'm just going to allow them to introduce themselves, uh, you know, very quickly, and then uh, from there we can uh, proceed. We'll start with you. I'm Rupert Brazier. I'm the Managing Director for Pure Storage South Africa. And I'm Nicolas Leblanc, VP for Europe, Middle East and Africa for Pure Storage. Um, I think a good place for us to start is maybe getting a sense of the business itself. I've just said a company uh, specializing in storage. I said flash. But maybe, um, Rupert, you could give us some insight fully into what that, uh, you know, what that actually means and entails. Okay. So um, thank you for the opportunity. I think um, in terms of uh, storage and flash, I think we, we're a little bit past that now as an organization. I think in the early days it started off as... We were a very strong all-flash platform, um, predominantly focused on, on storage. We've evolved a lot over the, over the years that I've been up here to become a, a proper modern data platform. So not just around flash storage, but um, targeting various different use cases outside of your tier zero, tier one applications. Yeah. So um, with, with some of our other products like FlashBlade, looking at things like artificial intelligence, machine learning, analytics, um, rapid restore, and more recently now with, with a product we acquired a couple of years back called Portworx, which is focused around Kubernetes, which we're starting to see the adoption of in, in South Africa. Yeah. I think in terms of what we're seeing from a customer perspective, the market has evolved quite a lot yeah. over the last decade. Where flash storage became relevant to customers was obviously from a, a performance reliability perspective, um, but cost was always an issue. But yeah. with the technology and the, and the software that we developed, and how we are able to use the density of the drives and the all flash, we've been able to make it more affordable for customers to use, to use our platforms. Um, but we are seeing a lot of different use cases now pop up, and more so in recent times, things like ransomware. Uh, you know, we're all going through this. We went through the COVID phase and the change that came from that and the new normal. Yeah. We're not in the new normal anymore. We're now post-normal. And uh, what we did see out of that was, was things like ransomware and cyber attacks. And um, all our platforms are geared towards providing that kind of protection for our customers, yeah. uh, regardless of what, what product it is, and at no additional cost to the customer, which is which is ties up very nicely with what we've done as a company uh, around what we call Evergreen. So Evergreen is essentially your subscription to innovation that we provide. So, for example, if we come out with a new feature on software um, as an Evergreen subscriber on our platform, there's no additional cost to you as a customer. Uh, you get that benefit for, for zero cost. And, and that makes, from a customer's perspective, that's very compelling because it's, it makes the cost of the platform a little bit more predictable, or far more predictable, I should say, and provides them with 
a template of how they're going to move forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, betting on a, a technology provider who's been the leader in the Gartner Magic Quadrant for eight years in a row. Um, we've created a, a level of credibility with our customers that we, we're, we're innovators. You know, we're technologists. We're not just, you know, moving product at mass or at scale. We're actually providing something that addresses a critical need in, in a lot of, you know, commercial and enterprise customers and organizations. All right. Uh, it sounds like there's a lot that's that's been going on because my understanding of Pure Storage has always been trying to get your your data center companies to use flash as opposed to um, the old spinning disks, you know, from back in the day, just because um, it's a better technology. I mean, you've got less mechanical risk, you know, all of that. Um, that's there. So there's been a lot of evolution it sounds, you know, uh, from what you're saying. Um, maybe to turn to you, uh, Nicola, just around, um, you know, what you're seeing. Firstly, maybe you could give us a view because, you know, Rupert is based here in South Africa with us, uh, but you've, got more of a uh, you know global um, view around uh, what's going on in the market your insights from that point of view yes sure well thanks for this opportunity uh, as Rupert was saying we've been uh, growing quite fast in South Africa and and this growth is actually fueling our innovation and the reason why I'm saying this because I think one of the unique differentiators for pure is still to invest 20% of our revenue worldwide into R&D that's why we, we are still at the edge of the technology, moving from probably one product company in the past, and you started to introduce Pure as a storage company, but we are moving as a real data consumption service company right now. And um, so, so basically our foundation allow us to position on, uh, uh, to get to provide our customer with a, with a modern experience in terms of infrastructure, like Rupert was saying, but we move up to the modern uh, operation uh, with agility, with flexibility, with as a service, also using our tools like Pure One, like Fusion, you know, to have a cloud operating model and moving up the stack uh, to have a modern application experience, especially with containerization. Uh, 86% of the companies say that they have a containerization agenda moving forward. We see more and more customers replacing some of the virtual machines they have worldwide on a, on a, in a global way uh, by uh, con- containerized application. And it's a big train that is driving definitely also our, our growth. So uh, we are moving more as the infrastructure, as a code right now as we speak. And I think that's why you know, we, we managed to get uh, you know, this level of revenue worldwide, you know, we'll announce shortly the 1st of March, you know, our full year from last year. So I cannot disclose this, but you will see that, you know, we have a relevant growth year on year uh, that is driven by definitely this innovation, but also by sustainability agenda. Uh, there is a lot right now of uh, the tenders that are published in any kind of segment any kind of industry uh, driven by sustainability, driven by the, the cost, driven by cost of energy, having a better SLA and getting the cost down. And that's basically what we are managing through our partners. And I think it's important to say that like in South Africa, like anywhere in the world, we are working in our go-to-market through partners, through partnership. You know, alliances, local system integrators, uh, global system integrators as well, channel partners. We are 100% indirect company and we want to keep it that way because, uh, you know, our partners are providing definitely help on how to integrate 
all the solution moving forward uh, towards the functional requirements of the customers. So I, I, I guess for those that uh, are not in the world of uh, you know software sales uh, enterprise, it means that you guys are um, you guys are, are developing and creating the products, but you are using a series of channel partners along the way that then you know are the ones that are implementing and also doing the maintenance and uh, that type of thing on the other side for businesses, enterprises, and you know your client base. Correct. For South Africa in particular, we, um, you know, our partners are not just unique for us in the sense that they provide services and a, and a route to market. They're also very important for us because we provide a certain part of the stack. Yeah. There's various other parts of the stack that we don't provide um, where our partners can complement that yeah. through other technologies that they use. So our partners are a very, very important piece of the puzzle for us. All right. Um, because, you know, this is a business day platform, we have to ask about, uh, you know, the business and performance. Um, understanding, of course, the fact that uh, you've got uh, results that are coming out soon. Um, so you can uh, give us an idea what you can, you know, in a maybe give us an idea of in a typical year or whatever period um, in the past, you know, making past reference, um, what business has looked like in South Africa, whatever baselines you can give us. So I can, what I can share, it's, it's public, uh, is in Q3, the IDC results that recently came out, um, South Africa grew at almost twi twice the market, um, which, which, is, which is good for us, but it's also good for the market. Yeah. You know, the fact that the market's growing is important, not just for, for us, but as a country, it's important that the, the industry does very well because it promotes jobs, it's new opportunities for, for learners leaving school. Uh, but we did. We grew at twice the market, almost twice the market rate. Yeah, and that's uh, that's that's at a market level as opposed to at a pure storage level. Uh, in terms of the market, yeah. um, the market uh, from a all flash array perspective, yes. um, that is encompassing our pure storage arrays. That doesn't encompass things like portworks and software mm -hmm. and things like that. Okay, cool. Yeah. And uh, are you able to give us then an idea of you know what piece of the market you have locally? Um, yeah, we. It's uh, a good question, actually. <laughs> um, we have a lot of it, okay. <laughs> a lot more than um, you might think for a company that's been in South Africa for nine years. Okay, cool. Uh, and uh, Nicola, any anything you can add just around uh, the size of business? Well, what we can say is that uh, I mean, uh, end of Q3, the outcome for the year that we published was uh, between 2.7 and 2.8 billion dollar for the full fiscal year, and um, and definitely having more than 11,000 customers worldwide. Um, we we do grow, you know, with strong double-digit figures across uh, EMEA, and um, and worldwide we acquire 300 to 400 customers uh, per quarter. So, um, so we are still very disruptive in our market, specifically with Evergreen model uh, that uh, Rupert was highlighting, uh, having a kind of uh, you know smooth 
transition to uh, the latest technology, uh, always on, flat and fair. You know, it's uh, it's really uh, you know a, a strong description with uh, what some of our competitors are doing with the three-year cycle maintenance high, and uh, and you have to pay for the new technology. No, you know our customers are still using. You know, we just update the controllers. You know, we just update you know the software, and uh, and they basically benefit from the latest technology, always on. And, um, and that's definitely a big trend. The other trend that we uh, we do see driving this growth. So as Rupert was saying, you know, we provide really a cloud operating model, a cloud-like experience, and we see definitely a strong adoption for the public cloud solution. Yeah. Um, however, we see also some customers that realize that uh, you know it's pretty much like the the song from the Eagles. You know the Hotel California, so you can get in, but it's not very easy to get out. Uh, and uh, and so that's why we provide a smooth experience with a real data consumption services model uh, for those customers. You know they can access their data anytime, and they can have the same orchestration management and supervision of their data wherever they are on premise, off premise, uh, in the in the public cloud or in their private cloud. Uh, I think another key trend that we see is definitely the ransomware and the need for security and backup. And it's not only you know the way you backup data, but it's all about the way you restore data. I think it's important to say that we don't have you know software backup solution. That's why we are very open with any partner on the market, you know, like you know Veeam, Commvault. I mean, you can name you can name them, uh, where you know we uh, we we have third-party solution fully integrated by our partners. Um, another key trend is sustainability. I, I mentioned that. The other one is also the growth of unstructured data, specifically when you go uh, up to uh, uh, you know AI analytics type of uh, uh, workloads. And uh, and the last thing, but we talk about this, is that uh, yeah, eighty six percent of the top enterprise, and I think it's a key trend in South Africa as well, are adopting more and more containerization of application. And with Portworks, we can definitely achieve that. Once again, there's a lot of trends that uh, can be unpacked, you know, from something like that. And obviously, cloud adoption, you know, has increased over the last decade, and also just the trend towards, uh, like you said, you know, things like your private cloud. People um, have had a little bit of hesitation around public cloud uh, implementations, especially um, when so many countries are putting in their data data sovereignty, um, you know, restrictions in place. You know, you always have to be thinking um, on that level. What I'm keen to understand is, um, I think when we, whenever you engage with a global company, um, one of the things that investors or yeah, investors and corporates want to understand is what place I guess South Africa has, you know, within the context of let's say pure storage, right? What place does South Africa have, you know, within I, I guess the bigger pie, because. It's a small country, it might be a small market, but it might be growing, it might be, you know, receding. How do you guys view South Africa? Well, you know, the, if you ask Rupert, he will tell you probably that his team was very different when he started nine years ago than what it is now in terms of size, also in terms of profiles, in terms of skills, you know, in terms of, you know, development that we, we had for our own teams on the technical side as well as on the go-to-market side. Um, but, but definitely, I mean, you know, the, uh, the trends that I was just mentioning across EMEA are also valid in South Africa. And, uh, and we do see a, a need, you know, for, for best of breed, 
for a, a very simple and very agile uh, approach, you know, with uh, the way that the company are using uh, data. You know, everyone wants to get an iPhone experience or, or, or an Android experience. Okay, what you want is to get quick access. You want to make sure that you uh, you get the right security. You want to make sure that you, you get the right information at the right time. And um, and that's pretty much you know the story that we all experience on the personal side with data. I think you know what uh, the team has done in South Africa is fantastic because we we uh, most of the enterprise companies are actually uh, uh, customer of Pure, and they can have this you know a data consumption model or, or data services experience uh, again whether it's on premise or off premise working with our partners. Rupert, anything to add on this front, especially given the fact that you have been with the company for for what some people might term as a long time, um, how you've seen, I guess, um, the brand of the company? Because, you know, when it comes to B2B companies, there's a lot of brand brand building that needs to be done, trying to make sure that, you know, you get in with the right enterprises, etc. So how have you seen that evolution over the last nine years? It's been remarkable, actually. So... I think in the early days when I joined Pure, it was evangelizing what we do yeah. as a company, um, what value that has to you as a customer, and what benefit that has for you long term. One thing that's really surprised me, and doesn't surprise me anymore, but it did very much so in the early days, is how far ahead we actually are as a country. You know, you're given some of the challenges we have in our country at the moment. Um, you know, that aside, we are early adopters of technology mm-hmm. in, in South Africa. We've got a, an immensely high level of skill. Um, and when new top technologies come out, and I'm, I'm not just re- referencing pure storage, you know, when, when new startups uh, come out, you mentioned one earlier prior to this, um, there's a, a strong embrace for that in, in enterprise and, and commercial customers within our country because we're always looking at getting better at what we do. And I see South Africa as, without sounding arrogant, but I see South Africa as the gateway into Africa, into our continent. And, mm-hmm. you know, the development of, for me, the, the best continent on on the planet. I'm a South African and I want to see what what we do every day change people's lives. So I think one of the things I've taken out of and what I've learned from our market is the market is forever changing. And the, the thing I love about um, about the technology we sell, about the culture that we have as a company is evolving with that market and evolving to what the market needs, not dictating to the market what it should be doing. We're learning from the market. So I think uh, you can see it on our notepad here is, is customer first. It's, it's a very, very strong ethos of ours for the company is to, to understand our customers, what's important for them, and how do we help them advance those ideas. So for me, the market has been phenomenally strong in, in watching that growth, not just the game from a pure perspective, but how we're growing as a country from a technology point of view is, is really remarkable. Um, from South Africa, um, given the growth you know, that you've seen over the last couple of years uh, and in your role, are you guys looking after just South Africa? Or, because I'm taking this from your comment about SA being the gateway into Africa, are you looking after just South Africa as a market or is there a, an outreach, you know, where you are, you are servicing maybe surrounding countries as well? Yes, we are. We, we're surrounding, uh, sorry, we, we're servicing the neighboring countries of South Africa yeah. uh, and also exploring into uh, Indian Ocean Islands as well. Uh, again, through our channel partners. So we will be working closely with our channel partners, again, for various different reasons. Firstly, fulfilling in those, in those markets may be a little bit more, more complicated than South Africa. Uh, and secondly, because of the skills and support levels that we require, that we demand of, of, of for our customers. 
Okay. And when it comes to when it comes to something like that, I guess just given the direction of technology, do you need to be on the ground or are you able to go out into some of those markets purely through the partners? Um I think it's a uh, the answer is probably a bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um but I think initially to to start with it would be it would be largely channel driven. Yeah. You know, to, to maybe put it into context, it won't be what we've created in South Africa at the moment. It it might be in the next next couple of years or so. But um, you know, from experience, our partners again are more than capable and you know equipped to go and do that for us. Um, you know, we've also for you know for every dollar we invest in pure, uh, we're investing those dollars into our channel yeah. uh, to do it as well. So rather put it in our channel and enable them to go and drive that market and support the market. Okay. I think, yeah. No, I think if I, if I may, uh, for some specific South African topics, I, I really believe that most of the sea level of the largest South African enterprise realize that uh, they can really accelerate uh, their digital transformation uh, through this as a service and new type of data consumption model. And um, and as Rupert said, you know, yes, you guys are early adopters, and uh, and you like to try, you know, new technology, disruptive technology, new way of doing things, uh, challenging, you know, the statu quo, and uh, and that's great, and that's why you know we have a perfect fit for the South African market. It's actually interesting because I think the subscription model has taken on very interesting forms in South Africa. Um, as obviously, software has you know been one of the biggest forays globally, even. Uh, but in South Africa, a lot of things are now moving towards uh, subscription services. Last week, on the on the platform, we had uh, Planet Forty Two, which is a car subscription service. And I think earlier today, we were we were talking to a company that's doing solar as a subscription service. So it's really pushing forward uh, from that point of view. And uh, one of the places where I think we can end today's discussion is perhaps the biggest thing going on in technology right now, the biggest buzzword is artificial intelligence. And uh, anyone who, I think Google released a stat about three weeks ago where they said that the fifth most searched um, item on Google in South Africa is the term chat GPT, um, which means people are, you know, interested in in AI, generative AI, all of the stuff that's happening. But when you look at a technology like that specifically, you then understand that, you know, a lot of what's happening is um, is being is being run through Microsoft's cloud, right? So there's obviously a huge place, um, obviously, for cloud providers, people that are cloud adjacent or just servicing the cloud market. How are you guys thinking um, around uh, artificial intelligence or whatever opportunity that presents? Because obviously, AI has been here for a while, right? But it seems now we've, you know, sort of reached some critical mass type of inflection point that we seem to be at. I'll start with you, uh, Nicola, and then we can close off with Rupert. Yeah, and actually, yeah, very good question, by the way. And uh, it's interesting to see that uh, companies like Meta Group uh, for their AI and analytics uh, research department are using pure storage. And uh, all type of solution, all type of portfolio uh, because that's a question of performance, question of latency, it's a question of providing the, the right service uh, 
and uh, and and we are very focused on the customer experience uh, from day one. And um, and what I can say is that we, uh, as as a global company, we also want to make sure that the South African customer will have the exact same experience with Pure than if they are in Washington, in Paris, you know, or in Dubai. And, uh, and that's very important to us. So uh, obviously, you know, uh, <clears throat> we don't have in South Africa the hyperscalers like Meta, like ServiceNow, like the company could have, you know, in the US. Uh, however, you know, when you look at the uh, local service providers, you know, the managed service providers that we have in our markets, especially in the South Africa markets, well, they want exactly the same level of experience. Uh, that's why we have a perfect fit. I know, Rupert, if you'd like to comment further. Yeah, I think in South Africa, the conversations that I have with customers around uh, artificial intelligence or AI is really how do they get an advantage in the market? Um, you know, how do they get an advantage in the market that differentiates them from a service level perspective, uh, makes their product or service easier to access? And that's where AI starts playing a part. Um, I also think in terms of the just general population of South Africa, it's also to enhance, enhance, enhance lives. Um, you know, AI is not there to replace um, people or jobs. It's there to enhance our ability to go and do things that potentially hinder us at the moment. If you think of it in, in the medical fields, for example, yeah. um, you know, what kind of technology advancements or medicinal advantages would we have through artificial intelligence? Um, so I see a huge place for it, and uh, and you know, we spoke about containerization, and you know, eighty six percent of companies globally are, are looking at it. They've either you know have adopted it or they are in the process of looking at it. AI, I think, is is going to be one of those that is is going to be a key player for us moving forward. All right. So that's been it. It's been a really great discussion with the team from Pure Storage, uh, just looking at uh, the nature of their business in South Africa and uh, the region. A really big play around uh, around what's going on with storage um, and the flash storage. That's where we were at a point. Uh, but now there's been, you know, a big evolution, you know, towards adding uh, to the services there. And we spoke quite a bit around uh, the subscription model uh, that, uh, that they've now put into place and also uh, the threat um, that comes with increased data comes the increased uh, threat um, you know around uh, security issues and they're talking about you know how do you recover data how do you just make sure that you have some of those redundancies in place and actually make sure uh, that uh, you know as an enterprise you are protected Ending off, of course, uh, talking about uh, artificial intelligence because people that are playing in this space have a huge opportunity, you know, at the moment. Um, there's uh, pure storage technology that's uh, being used and some of the analytics in AI, you know, for, for Meta. So already, you know, there's already a play uh, from pure storage in that space. And all we can, I guess, accept is the fact that uh, AI is here and uh, the fact that we're likely just going to see more growth growth and uh, businesses such as pure storage are likely going to find an even bigger place um, you know in the market going forward so that's been it gents thank you so much we were talking to nicola and uh, rupert from pure storage thank you very much thank you very much
And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight which is a multimedia live production. So for myself and the rest of the team, it is good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.